Hi, hi. It's Joy Foster, the founder of Tech Pixies and the host of the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. And I am really excited today to be interviewing Kate Christie, who has written, I believe, at least her third book, probably more. Um, I've read at least three of them. Five. Yeah. So, I mean, she's just incredible, but she's got an incredible story to tell. And she's just a beautifully, she, you, you put it together so beautifully. And I was just telling Kate, I was having to compose myself to get on this call because um, the writing was just so emotionally evocative. So Kate, thank you for being here. Um, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Let's talk about your brand new book. Uh, this is one for the Joy Book Club for sure. Oh, thanks, Joy. I'm so excited. And thanks for having me on the show. Um, my new book, let me lean down and pick it up, is The Life List, Master Every Moment and Live an Audacious Life. Um, I've only got like a handful of copies. I'm waiting for all my copies to, to land. Um, but yeah, it's um, book number five and I'm really excited. And it's really written actually very much to the audience that Tech Pixies caters to. So you're 53 years old. Um, the journey started when you were about 50. So you hit that midlife. And um, you're just to set the scene, your ex-husband who had left you found out that he had basically terminal cancer, was gone within 11 months. Everything mm. changed for you. Tell us more about yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, look, you're 100% right. It's very, very in sync with the, the Tech Pixie audience, uh, midlife. And um, I we'd separated maybe sort of five years ago after 22 years of marriage. Um, it was his decision to leave the marriage and it was – brutal as all breakups are really i mean you know no one loves a breakup and i was sort of threw myself into my business um, because i had to you know buck stopped with me um, which i think is probably something that would be a very familiar story with your audience and i threw myself into being the best possible mum that i could be and I, I, you know, we we just kind of started to get it together. You know, we we had a bit of an operating rhythm going. My business was going well. Um, I felt like I had my head around, you know, my new life. Um, we were co-parenting pretty well. Um, we were starting to reform a friendship. And just as COVID hit in March 2020 and the world kind of went into lockdown, in April 2020, Dan was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and um, 11 months later he was gone and it was um, every bit of the shit show that you could possibly imagine. Um, obviously being in COVID and in lockdown, Melbourne had one of the most dramatic lockdowns globally. On top of that, you know, helping my kids deal with his illness um, and he was kind of pretty good between the diagnosis and Christmas. You know, we had Christmas together and it was almost like, you know, he, he was in treatment and, and and it wasn't kind of going well, but um, he seemed the same, he looked the same, he was the same. And then between Christmas and April, the, the, the decline was phenomenal. And um, my kids had to watch their dad die and they were grieving his death while he was still alive and it was it was just awful um i guess in reflection though what it gave me was just a really kind of brutal awakening to the fact that life is too short 
Um, we have to live a magnificent, audacious, mindful, beautiful, joyful life right now because later might be too late. And so it really changed the way I think about my life. Um, I've, I'm, a, I'm a time management expert, so I've always prioritised my time, but what I hadn't been doing was prioritising what was genuinely most important to me and the experiences that I wanted to have. Um, and it it made me realise I'm not going to put off anything until later because later might be too late. And so I'm living very, very differently now. Well, it's really interesting because when I when we met the first time and then, you know, I, was yeah. in, I feel so lucky I was included in one of your books, but it was really you were, you know, you were you were creating this life that you were in control of, you know, in terms of, you, you know, you, you were on your own financially, you were raising the kids on your own. And um, and, you know, and it was really interesting because there you went through this this phase of I've got to take care of everyone. And because also what you said was after in, in the book, um, you said that after he left, he sort of really disappeared. He wasn't there for appointments or for the kids or so you had everything on your shoulders. And yeah. that, that and I remember that sort of when you built your really successful business, it's sort of when the business sort of took off because you had to create the business and be there for everybody. So the last time we talked, none of this was on the horizon. No. no. The, 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 the thing, the number one priority you had was I'm divorced and I've now got to take care of myself and everybody else um, because yeah. no one was going to do it for you, which is That's a right. very similar story to a lot of people at Tech Pixies. I mean, the number exactly. of people that yeah, are coming out of divorce and having to rebuild their lives. I mean, I have to say hats off to the, to the, to the single mom who gets left behind and has to rebuild everything. You totally did that. But then now we've come down a totally different journey that you weren't anticipating was going to happen in your life. Mm -hmm. And um, it led to ski slopes. So I sort of, <laughs> I, I had to laugh about that because I was like, wait, she's like, in Australia. how did you end up in ski slopes on France? And what does that have to do with it? I was so, you know, so tell us how you ended up on the ski slopes of France. Yeah. So I guess part of then goal setting, and I had this resolution that I, I wanted to create a life list and a life list is literally the exact opposite of a bucket list. You know, a bucket list is what do I want to do before I die? And I don't want to wait that long, you know, so I, I want a life list, which is what I, what I want to do while I'm still young enough to live it and love it and enjoy it. And so in creating frameworks, because I'm very framework oriented and I like to make my books really practical for my readers so that they can go and implement this stuff. So in creating a framework for goal setting, you know, my way with the life list, I, I sort of drew on recent experience, which was um, my daughter was on a student exchange to France just before COVID hit and she had, I, I, she was hating it and she, and I'd um, decided to surprise her and I was going to spend the last two weeks of her and I was going to rescue her and we were going to hang out in Paris and, you know, I was going to be Audrey Hepburn and she was going to carry my luggage and and I she was having a particularly bad time and, and I, I said to her, listen, I'm, I'm coming to France. I'm, I'm coming and we're going to go to Paris and, and she was so thrilled and she said, oh, Mum, you know, it's so great, but can we go skiing? And I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, I've never skied in my life. I'm not a skier. I'm a beach girl. And the whole concept of 
skiing was just so audacious and so huge and so way, way outside of my either my comfort zone or my interest zone. And yet I did it and I got myself onto the slope. So in creating the framework to help my readers actually achieve their big goals, I pulled apart the steps that I'd taken to literally get myself from the beach to those ski slopes in France step by step and I worked out a framework and I designed that's how I designed the framework to say you know we can actually do this don't focus on the audacious don't focus on the mountain or the ski slope or the you know the the marathon don't focus on the end game focus on each separate little moment and every single moment that makes up that audacious goal and if you just tick off a moment by moment by moment you know, when you add lots of moments together, you actually have momentum, um, which is amazing. I mean, I love that word moment because there's so much you can do with it. Well, I loved how you looked up. I was I was reading all of your definitions to my husband because I, I thought I loved how you put that together. So she in the book, she points out moment and momentum and momentous and how they all work together. But I did not know that moment was act, an actual unit of time and you know, we say that all the time. Give me, just give me a moment. Just give me a moment. And it's, it's actually 90 seconds of time, which I didn't know That's that. It. I know. Um, well, neither did I. And I loved it. And, you know, so every time you're saying, give me a moment, what you're asking for is 90 seconds of time. And you know what? You can do a hell of a lot in 90 seconds. But it's so true because... You know, I, I someone said, um, you know, you, you could do anything for 12 weeks. I mean, really, you could do anything for 90 seconds. There's a lot of yeah. things that you could do for 90 seconds. And and time is just that it's it's a it's a measurement. Uh, and you have been measured. What I love is you have been you're a time management coach. So you have you've been measuring and working with time for a long time and coming up with frameworks around time. But it's really that understanding that, you know, you can. That, that you can do anything because everything ends at some point, right? So whatever it is, whatever the pain you're going through, whatever the pleasure you're going through, whatever moment you're having, it will end at some point. And I think yeah. once people recognize that things will end, then it's a lot easier to start them or to get through them. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think that, it, I think once you start to understand you know how how to work with time in that way um you do become more audacious and more bold with your time and what you're doing with it there was a there was also a part in the book that i loved about you know you've worked really hard to become financially independent and you know you you're, you're sort of saying to yourself look i'm i've got money i've got health i've got this life and i want to do something with it and you know i i you know i know from personal experience my life changed when my dad died. So, you know, my dad died when he was in his uh, early sixties. In fact, his anniversary uh, was, was his 21st anniversary was just recently, yeah. but it was, um, that was the moment where I said, well, life's too short. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, what you're, what I think what you're trying to do in, in the book is almost say, don't wait until this momentum, you know, this this right. this momentous, you know, this thing happens in your life to go and live your life list. Let's create, let's be active about living a life we designed versus just living by default. And that's something that I believe in, in too. And it's we, so important. You know, so many people kind of just let life happen to them or they get caught up in their habits and, and, and you know, today's the same as yesterday and it's the same as the day before. And, 
And, you know, the, the life list really is a call to action for women just like us to to actually sit back and say, hey, you know what, it's, it's my turn. It's our turn. It's our turn now. We've, we've spent years nurturing others, whether or not we're mothers or not. We're at heart, we're nurturers and we're carers and we're givers. And, and at this age, oftentimes we're also caring for and looking after and looking out for parents. And, and at some point we have to sit back and say, hey, listen, it's, it's our turn. And that doesn't have to be, um, you know, ridiculous, crazy acts of, of selfishness. It just has to be mindfully being less selfless and start prioritizing yourself and start setting goals and and there's you know there's go big goals the big crazy stuff there's go small goals which will just fill your cup you know on a monthly basis and then there's go now goals which are there's an opportunity i'm i'm jumping baby i'm jumping in and we need to be looking out for those opportunities and it is as you say you know it's very much a life by design it's what do i want the rest of my life to look like you know i'm 53 I've probably got 30 years and I don't want those 30 years to be fucking amazing, you know. So I'm starting now. I don't have a moment to lose. And you got, you know, your your audience doesn't have a moment to lose. This is it's a call to action for women just like us. It's it's our turn. I love that so much. And I, you know, and I think there is a lot of wisdom in looking back and saying, I have, I have given, I have given so much. It's now time. It's now my time. And, uh, you know, I think what's interesting if for, there's so many women who, li- who will be listening to this and resonating with it. We, we launched a program in the last, uh, well, about two year and a half ago, um, mm-hmm. called dream builder. And we help women to really say, what would I love? And then to take one little action step towards it on a regular basis, right. and um, and we teach women how they can, with you know, do what they can with what they have, with where they're at, in order to yeah. build a life that's that's by design. Yeah. And I just, you know, I think that we need courageous women who who have gone and lived a life by design to share those stories with us. And that's why I was thinking, thank goodness that. She has this um, this this incredible life story to tell, but she's got the words and the skills to get it onto paper because we need to hear this story. We need to be inspired by this story so that we ourselves um, either go write that book that, that's in the back of our minds that we haven't yet written or th- that we find that adventure that we haven't yet found. And yeah. um, I think what you you know what you're doing is giving permission to women. Yes. everywhere uh, yeah. to wake up and and really not live a life that's that they that they did not put some thought into and absolutely and and you know it's you don't get to our age without having a backstory you know we've all got a backstory and and in the book I share my backstory but every single woman who picks up this book will have experienced loss she'll have experienced grief, she'll have experienced some level of trauma. You know, none of us, no one's going to read this book with some sort of unblemished past of, you know, unicorn perfectiveness. Um, that's not even a word, but, um, you know, everyone's got a backstory. And and I, it, it, I wrote about, for the first time ever, 
my own story and I've been writing and coaching for years you know I've got four other books I write all the time and I'm an opinion columnist for a number of publications that I've never ever shared my story and it took a lot of courage um, to actually share it but I did it because I knew that it was going to well I hoped that it would help other women you know to to understand that they're not alone that you know we we all have a backstory and and that doesn't get to define you. Your backstory doesn't define you. Um, but it was also really cathartic to actually sit down and express this stuff. It's the first time in five years I've actually sort of faced it and wrote about it. And, you know, you, you don't have to put it out to the world. Other women can write in a journal. But I think, you know, by reviewing and acknowledging my backstory, what was really clear for me was through that process that doesn't then define my future story. I get to define my future story. And that's really empowering. That is really powerful. So, you know, the the fact that you've got now, you've been able to process this last five years, you've been able to put it on, into paper, and now you're literally looking at a blank book. And yeah. you, you're saying, I'm going to write the rest of this book the way that I want to write it. So yeah. tell us all of the adventures you've been on, because I keep getting <laughs> emails from you from Bali and... <laughs> What, what's in the what's in your life? <laughs> what's going on? What's on the life list for you, Kate? Yeah. So the the fourth part of the book actually takes you through my A to Z of my current life list. And and what's really important for your audience to understand is that a life list isn't just a list of adventures and holidays. Um, you know, we don't have this never ending supply of money. I certainly don't. Um, so the life list cuts across multiple kind of I call them life chapters, and it's things like you know, your health and well-being, um, your relationships, um, your, your giving, your generosity. You know, we've got to this age, we've acquired an enormous amount of, of intellectual property and we're talented. And so how are we going to give back? Where do we want to give back? So it sort of cuts across lots of different chapters, not just adventures. Um, in terms of what's on my life list, I'm, I'm going, I'm heading back to Bali. I've got um, I've booked seven weeks in, so here I said it's not just about holidays, but I'm, I'm going to Bali for seven weeks, um, where I'm going to do the whole digital nomad thing and set myself up there and, and coach and work at a Bali. Um, so that's kind of a biggie for this year. I'm still swimming every day. So um, one of my very first life list goals, which I set on, started on Boxing Day 2021, I think, um, was to swim every day in the ocean, rain, hell or shine. I, I live in Melbourne. I actually live across the road from the beach. And so I meet my sisters who both live around the corner every morning at 7 or anywhere between sort of 6.30 and 8. And we swim every day. And um, it's amazing. It's changed my life. I, I love it. It's brought me so much closer to my sisters. Um, we just laugh our asses off every morning. Um, between the three of us, there's always some kind of trauma and one of us will enter the water crying and we all exit the water laughing and howling with laughter. Um, so that's that's an ongoing one. I've got, you know, marathons in there. I've defined my giving policy in terms of my business and the charities that I'm going to work with and how I'm going to give and contribute um, my time, my knowledge, my expertise um i last august i had a, a yes quest month um 
I think with my time management, I've become so good at saying no and, and protecting my time and having barriers that I actually challenged myself that I had to say yes to every opportunity that came my way for a whole month um, in August. And I made the big mistake of telling a couple of friends that they totally took advantage of me. So, you know, I went, um, I went speed dating, which was just disgustingly horrific, but hilarious. Um, I went um, and saw a clairvoyant. I went to sound healing. I went, we went dancing. My nephews got onto it. I took them bowling. Um, I, I went hiking off into, into a jungle, in the middle of a jungle with a, a, a river custodian who happened to say, do you want to come and look at a waterfall? And I had to say yes. So, um, so there's lots in there and it's, it's, but it's all, you know, joyful. It's all pushing me outside of my comfort zone. A lot of it's new. Um, a lot of it's just, not audacious and crazy, but it's important to me. Um, things like I'm going to tell my kids I love them every single day, even when they're shitting me. Um, I'm going to vacuum less. I'm not going to sweat when I order takeaway three nights in a row because I'm too tired to cook. You know, so there's lots of kind of normal stuff in there as well that um, just makes me feel good. Joy, it makes me feel good. Swearing, I love swearing that's in there. Um, I want to learn to surf. You know, there's heaps in there. I know we're already going to have to put explicit on this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> well, that's all right. You're living your true self, being your true self. <laughs> and you know, that's the thing. Like, I, you know, I talk a lot about in the social media superhero boot camp that we run several times a year. I talk about taking off your invisibility cloak. And one of the things that we need to be is authentic. In fact, um, I created this thing called the six B's and one of the B's is be authentic. And I think, you know, and I always laugh. I say, you know, so if you don't wear makeup in real life, then you don't wear makeup when you're doing a Zoom call. Like, you know, it's it's okay, you know, or if you don't do your hair, you know, in real life, then you don't do it for Zoom. You know, my, but my point is, is that we, we, um, and I think we find ourselves in being authentic, you know, and, right. and we just, you know, and we discover who we really are. And yeah. um, it was really interesting because one of my mentors was um, talking about, the number one question she gets is I want to see a picture of you, you know, in your pajamas when your hair is messy and you don't have your makeup on. And she's like, that's yeah, not me. Well, yeah. she goes, that's not me. She said, yeah. and I thought that was such an interesting response. She said, she said, I take everything really, <laughs> I take everything really seriously. And I reflect that in my makeup. And I thought, you know yeah. what? She's it's her brand, right? And, and yeah. it's so important to understand what your brand is and to be, and to honor your brand and be true to it. And I think that, you know, that's one of the things I kind of write about in the book, the, the, the real joyfulness of being a midlife woman. Um, I'm loving it. You know, pe people talk about the midlife crisis. It's a catalyst. You know, we are the wealthiest, healthiest, um, fittest, most educated group of women in our 50s, 40s, 50s and 60s ever, yeah. ever. Um, and th th there's a lot of wisdom that comes with my wrinkles and and a lot of, you know, less worry about what people think of me and and, you know, you can sort of step into this beautiful space of just owning your authenticity and, and 
being less worried about what everyone else is going to say about you. And I, I think it's a wonderful age. It's a wonderful age. It is. Oh, well, it looks good on you. That's for sure. <laughs> and, but a huge part of that is, you know, is really leaning into that question. What would I love? And you've done that, you know, and you've written a list and you've recognized that it's not just about trips and holidays. Although I do want to point out one of the things you said in the book was as your husband, uh, ex-husband was getting to the end of his life, he planned a couple trips that he really wanted to do because he wanted to get them sort of to have those moments and yeah. he couldn't go on them and yeah. he had to call them off. Yeah. And uh, that to me was so profound. So it's how, you know, how do we not wait until that time and we can't do it. Yeah. Laters can be too late. And, and that's why you've got to do the things that are important now, you know, hug your kids every day, tell them you love them every day, um, do something beautiful for yourself every day. You know, if you want to go on the trip, go on the trip. Um, it, it's, it's so important to live this beautiful life in the present and stop putting everything off till later because, you know, as what happened with Dan, later just became too late. And, and after he passed away, um, the executors told me that he had left a sum of money for me to take the children away um, on the trip that he wished he'd prioritised with them. And, you know, I find that hard to talk about that now without getting emotional. It's it's heartbreaking, you know. Um, I got to have his trip. Um, don't leave it till later. On that note, <laughs> that's what reading the book's like, by the way. Um, but it's the catalyst for, yeah, I, don't don't leave it too late. Yeah. Do what you can with what you have with what you've got. Move forward on this life by design now. Yeah. Don't let a minute pass you by, and uh, or a moment. Don't let a moment pass you by. Yeah. Don't don't let a ninety second slot of time pass you by in which you could have made a decision or taken action to move forward with a beautiful life. Uh, Kate, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, remind people of the name of the book. Show us the book cover and also yeah. tell us where. We can get it and uh, anything else. Where, where can people find you? So the life list, master every moment and live an audacious life. Um, you will, your listeners will be able to get it on Amazon in the UK. Um, you can find me um, on my new website, which is just katechristie.com.au. Um, and um, please reach out to me. Send me an email. Send me your life list. Tell me what you're up to. It doesn't have to be crazy. It just has to be you. And um, I love getting emails from, from women telling me what they're doing. I respond to every single one of them. Uh, send me a picture of you holding the book, and I'll send you lots of love back. From Bali. <laughs> 100%. And <laughs> what day does it come out? Uh, it is out. It hits shelves in Australia tomorrow. So um, it's um, it. By the time this goes live, it'll be available in the UK. All right. Oh, thanks so much, Kate. Thank I appreciate you. So you. I appreciate your stories, your beautiful writing, and your beautiful life. And I'm looking forward to the next five books because I'm sure there's, there's <laughs> a few more in there. <laughs> thanks so much, Joy. It was wonderful seeing you. Likewise. Okay, bye.